You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are already starting to see it, some cap casualties. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, right now as it's 10-10 Arizona time in the morning. We're streaming live, YouTube, Facebook, of course, Locked On AZ Cards, and at Locked On AZ Cards on Twitter. You can kind of join the program. You can comment on the live show, or you can just get it how you've normally consumed it, Just download the podcast wherever you find podcasts. Please review, rate the show, subscribe. We would appreciate it. We appreciate everybody reaching out on Twitter. We were talking to a couple guys. Donnie Schemes asked a great question that we answered on the podcast. Keep them coming. This is going to be an absolute blast of an offseason, and we're just getting started. Starting to see some cap casualties. Give us a follow on Twitter, by the by the way, at LockdownAZCards, at Bob Rack to follow me, Bo Brock, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, and at Clancy's Corner to follow Alex, Alex Clancy. Uh, it's We're going to be joined by Catherine Fitzgerald, the talented writer for the Arizona Republic, AZ Central Sports. She covers the Cardinals, and she's going to give us her insight as far as what the Arizona Cardinals could do during this very unique offseason. But Alex, already starting to see it. We had the tags, 10 tags in all, given out, handed out by NFL organizations yesterday. It was the deadline, and uh, a couple surprise taggings and a couple surprise non-taggings. What stood out to you, and who maybe has you kind of licking your chops for? I mean, well, everybody. <laughs> like it's a, the Cardinals are in such an interesting spot because they, first of all, they haven't been on the precipice of anything great in a handful of years. With a quarterback set in place, with a wide receiver one set in place, with a head coach, I guess they believe in at least at least for the foreseeable future in place, a safety in place, Chandler Jones, JJ Watt. They've got a situation now where they can actually look at themselves in the mirror and say, you know, we have a foundation where players can actually would actually want to come play for this organization. And you're starting to see a culture shift slowly but surely, which hopefully would lure top flight free agents over to the Arizona Cardinals. Now, having said all of that. They're still not towards the top of the pecking order really at all. So looking at the franchise tags, the interesting part was the offensive tackles. So it shows that it's not a secret that you have to build your offensive line if you want to win. Look Again, look at what Tampa Bay did. They didn't have to trade up and draft an offensive lineman, but they did. They won a Super Bowl. I'm not directly correlating the drafting of, of Tristan Wirfs to them winning, but listen – them for other teams franchise tagging offensive tackles is interesting because you look at it 10 years ago, 12 years ago, nobody, there was no buzz around offensive lines and defensive lines. It wasn't sexy to talk about. Now it's what people are talking about because it's the truth. You're not, your quarterback's not going to stay healthy and not going to stay upright if he's on his ass all the time because he's getting sacked. So that was interesting. It, it's not so much about who was tagged and who wasn't. It's more of just the big names that aren't going to be retained by their team. I mean, Matthew Judon, Bud Dupree, guys like that that are kind of outside of the pay scale the Arizona Cardinals can offer. It's something more like, man, there are so many big names that even the lesser names at this point could prove huge positive dividends for the Cardinals. Even Emmanuel Sanders, who just got cut. Yeah. Emmanuel Sanders is 10 times better than any receiver not named, Larry, not named uh, DeAndre Hopkins on the Cardinals roster right now. So this will be ripe for the pickings for the Cardinals, even if they don't go after the top flight guys. 
because the lower level guys are still average to above average at this point. Yeah, the one thing about the offensive linemen before we kind of move on to what this could mean for Hassan Reddick, the Arizona Cardinals linebacker, the edge rusher who was not tagged by the team, is it'll be interesting to see how the Cardinals approach Justin Pugh, who could save them over $7 million in cap space. Because he is a starting caliber offensive lineman. They're losing J.R. Sweezy potentially in free agency already. Like, do they want to try? Do they feel like they can go out and replace Pugh with this, the cap savings with a better player? Because if you look across the league, it's just teams aren't, they're not relinquishing their offensive linemen. If they feel like they can start, they're going to keep them. Cam Robinson got over, you know, he got the $14 million franchise tag from the Jacksonville Jaguars. But then again, they're in a better cap situation than everybody else in the league. So we'll see what they do. Uh, there, there are a couple, like you mentioned, Emmanuel Sanders, he's already capped casually. The New Orleans Saints, they tagged Marcus Williams yesterday, which was an interesting move, the safety, uh, when they're already just in just cap hell. They just didn't they I don't I don't know like how they, they can pay a guy fourteen guaranteed million dollars. And then uh yeah, I guess they're they've gotta start shedding some of that that cap space. And Emmanuel Sanders, the veteran wide receiver, is was one of the first of I, I gotta assume many moves. Cardinals president Michael Bidwell called it uh he thinks it's gonna be a seismic shift in talent across the NFL. And if you're a team like the Cardinals with any space you already have the leg up on on the rest of the league that's going to be trying to just get to that number of 182 or whatever their adjusted cap number is with rollovers. Yeah, I mean, we are watching in real time the NFL turn into the NBA. Officially right now, this is the this is the start of it all. The future is now, Bo. <laughs> and when you're looking at um you know, the, the the shift is true. You're going to find a situation now looking at the NFL where when you look up players' uh, history, you're going to have to Google where they played when because there's going to be five or six teams on there instead of the normal one, two, or three teams that NFL players used to play for because free agency wasn't really a thing. Trades weren't a thing. And we're starting to see it now, and it's this is the perfect time for the Cardinals to be where they are. You know, again, so much about professional sports is timing. Winning championships. Not winning championships. Ask Carmelo and John Stockton if they came in the league a couple years later if they were going to win a championship or not when they didn't have to go and run into Michael Jordan every year. Like, this is the perfect time for an up-and-coming team to be exactly where they are in their evolution and just being able to pick free agents you never thought would be available. And talking about the Saints, like cutting Quan Alexander, cutting Emmanuel Sanders, I feel like they have a bigger plan that nobody knows about. Like, the fact that they could get anywhere near where they are now, I saw a number where they're going to be under the cap by a, a pretty good amount going into 2021 free agency. Wow. So, listen, I mean, the, if they can do it from, you know, negative $200 million, whatever the hell they were, $90 million, <laughs> the Cardinals can make a special run at a lot of players this offseason if the capologist is doing their job. Yeah, I mean, I think I saw it was 75 and then if you take I mean, you got to imagine Drew Brees is going to retire, right? And that's going to save you about $24, 25000000 million, right? And then you, get See, to, you start to get into Manuel Sanders. That's a big cap number. And Quan Alexander, as you already mentioned. So, yeah, they could – that's, that's where teams – each team has a capologist. I don't know if that's really what they're called, but it's their guy that's – that's his, his main job. As far as the Arizona Cardinals are concerned, I mean, the salary cap 
It was reported last night that it's going to be set around 182.5. That's down from nearly $200 million last season. It was 198 The Cardinals, according to a pair of sites, whether it's Track or Over the Cap, they'll have around $15 million max in cap space as it stands right now. Now, you know, you've got Robert Alford, who could save you seven and a half. Devon Cunard, who could save you four. So you've already got, what, close to $12 million there. So the Car- Cardinals are going to have wiggle room compared to a lot of teams in the league. Uh, I, I And from what we've heard, what, what did Michael Bidwell say? Bullish. They're going to be bullish this offseason. So as far as guys like retaining guys, they're going to be in the mix for everybody as far as Peterson, Son Reddick. Uh, and also as far as being aggressive for guys who become available over the next week before that negotiation window opens up next Monday, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, it's going to be a, just a blast of an offseason. It already started with J.J. Watt. I can't wait to get Catherine Fitzgerald's thoughts on what she thinks the Cardinals will do if they'll be aggressive right out of the gates. They already have been with Watt and uh, who she thinks that – Who's likely to come back of their impending free agents? Reddick, Patrick Peterson, Kenyon Drake, Corey Peters, Devondre Campbell, Kelvin Beecham, J.R. Sweezy, Marcus Golden. Who of that group does she expect to be on this roster come 2021 season? It's Bo, it's Alex. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockdownAZCards, at Bob Rack, at Clancy's Corner to follow Bo Brock and Alex Clancy. Let's get to Kay Fitz. She's coming up next. It's right here, Locked on Cardinals. College Hoops teams are already starting to punch their tickets to the big dance. Do you have a big enough stack to bet on the NCAA tournament? Or are you just wanting to bet on the big dance? Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You might have the NFL in the rearview mirror, but College Hoops, the NBA, the NHL, they're in full swing. Major League Baseball, it's just around the corner. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, odds, and it's the best place to place your bets. And it's free to sign up. Right now, if you head over to the website, betonline.ag, use your mobile device, sign up today, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That means if you put in 100 bucks, you'll get 50 free bucks play around with betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus all right so we are live streaming live youtube facebook twitter at lockdown az cards both facebook and twitter we've got our guests coming up from arizona republic the azcentralsports.com it's Catherine fitzgerald and uh basically we've been waiting all off season long to figure out if Fitz, Fitz is coming back you know, is she, yeah, is she coming back? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> we gotta get the. It's uh, funny. Same last name as Larry Fitzgerald. I've right. never heard that before. Yeah, I think I got right, it wrong. <laughs> Catherine, welcome to the Locked On Cardinals hey. podcast. Great coverage hey. of the Cardinals. We, we got to know: Are you coming back or are you retiring? Hey. <laughs> right, the big question everyone's asking. I always crack up at the headlines of like. Fitzgerald taking time, which like that's how I approach my decisions too. So I get what Larry's doing. What, do you have any kind of inclination which way this is going to go? We've seen all you know the the stories come out, and Larry Fitzgerald plays it pretty much the same way every time. He's like I don't I don't even know. I'm still making up on my mind. Do you have any kind of inkling either way which way this is going to go? It's funny because last 
Eric felt great. He's definitely coming back. He feels so re-energized. But I think part of that was getting to see people in person. It's a lot trickier to kind of read those tea leaves over Zoom when you're not in the locker room, just seeing the interaction with guys day to day. So I don't have a strong gut feeling. I would lean yes, but I, I'm not going to be surprised either way. The fun conversation that Bo and I enjoy having and hopefully we'll continue to have over the next several weeks is how much Patrick Peterson wants to be a Cardinal. I mean, it's, this is like, it's, it's almost not fair to put him unless he were to take the same amount of money and go somewhere else. Bo was on the brink of tears yesterday because he <laughs> felt like he would be, it, it would, it would be a, a slight personally to him and Arizona Cardinals fans around the world, because you know, why, why would you do that? If, if it, didn't have anything to do with the money, why would you leave? Now, he has gotten paid handsomely over his career. We're not ones to say, go, don't go make your money and stay with the Cardinals, but what are you thinking with him? Unless he gets, say he gets blown out of the water, $30 million guaranteed to go play somewhere else. Do you think that he would seriously consider taking a little bit less and staying in Arizona? I think he could. Um, so many of the Peterson stories a couple of years ago when he was trying to get out of Arizona came in the context of the team was three and 13. Things were not good. And I think there's so much more energy and hope around this team right now. Obviously, last season did not go the way they wanted, but I think it's just a very different frame of mind than where he was at in uh, 2018, was that? Um, yeah. You know, where I think people have really stuck to that of like, well, he wanted to get out that one time and, and now I'll never trust again. I've got deep rooted trust issues from Patrick Peterson from that October. And I just think it's such a different situation that I could see him taking a bit less than wanting to stay here. Um, not so much to a point that he feels it's not a credit to his work in his career, but I think it's a different situation than some fans are maybe hanging on to from before. Catherine Fitzgerald, AZ Central Sports, covers the Cardinals. Great follow on Twitter, at KFitzFitz134, KFitz134. So Peterson, Son Reddick. Kenyon Drake, Corey Peters, Devondre Campbell, Kelvin Beecham, J.R. Sweezy, Marcus Golden, all guys who could test the market. Any of you are expecting to reunite with the Cardinals in 2021? I think this year's so interesting with everything that's going on with the cap, um, just from, you know, still seeing how that's going to trickle down to everything. Um, I know historically they tried to do a lot to keep their O-line intact, so I don't know if that's going to be something they're a bit more adamant about, but obviously that's also something you can solve in free agency in the draft. So this is a year where I'm a bit more excited to watch. Um, Kenyon Drake, I think is a really interesting case too, where, you know, just running backs in the NFL, like what is the price people are willing to pay these days, especially when the Cardinals are confident in Chase Edmonds in his role as well. So I think this March in particular when you look at everything else they're up against with that cap is going to be really fascinating. Yeah. I mean, Bo and I have talked, it's not only audition for players that, you know, maybe sign one year deals and wait for the, uh, the cap to balloon back up next year. But I also see it as an audition for the Arizona Cardinals to show that their culture is changing and it will be a place that, you know, free agents may actually want to come play here. And JJ Watt, I mean, if he's the guy, if you could pick one guy in the NFL to spearhead that, that mission, JJ Watt's most likely the guy. Do you see one-year deals from, from free agents? Or do you see Steve Kime saying, you know what, these are the guys we want. We'll structure it. 
as such to where, you know, you'll backload it to where the salary cap, when the salary cap balloons next year, or is this, I mean, or is it somewhere in the middle? I think a lot of one-year deals. Um, Michael Bidwell's kind of hinted at stuff like that too with some of his comments recently. But to your point about the audition on both sides, I think Arizona's got a strength there where they have kind of historically gone after some older guys of like, hey, come here for a bit. Enjoy the desert. Enjoy the weather. Like that does go a long way if it's a one-year deal. And, you know, if you're a player trying to be like, I'm just going to ball out this year and then see what happens next, like, yeah, I'm okay doing that in Arizona. And I think because the team's gotten better too, because there are those advantages. And when you see a stamp of approval from a guy like J.J. Watt of, I'm picking here, I'm going here, um, it does change the dynamic. And I think in an advantage to Arizona in a way they haven't quite seen before, at least recently. Do you get the feeling that Hassan Reddick's days are numbered as an Arizona Cardinal just because he has, you know, his age and his ability to go out in the open market and fetch himself a a big old contract? Yeah, I think with his, it's one of those things where it's always a bit more complicated. Like, okay, well, he led the team in sacks. He had a breakout year, but he did it when they didn't have Chandler Jones. They didn't have J.J. Watt in that pass rush as well. But then on the flip side, you're like, okay, this is the first time He had the same coaching system two years in a row. He was in his natural position. He had all those things flipped on him year after year. So it's kind of, who is Hassan Reddick? I think it's our big existential question right now. Of Was this just a flash that one year? Or is that more where he's going to be at? Um, You know, obviously it's going to vary on who you're playing with, of course. But I think that's what other teams are going to be trying to figure out too. So... Now he gets to test the market and sees what see what will happen. Don't you kind of see him as like a little a little bird, and it's like it's time for him to go fly elsewhere and make all of his money. Like now, now he's kind of like a now I want him to succeed. Like you saw him crying on the sidelines after a big game and hugging Steve Kime. It's like, damn it! Why couldn't you have done this two years ago? And now we can retain you, and you can be a Cardinal for life at twenty six. But I mean, the Cardinals are they're in a situation where it's a choose your own adventure portion of their existence where it's like do you want to sign Joe Tooney and Alex Mack and draft an offensive lineman and then you're set for the next seven or eight years do you want to draft a corner Bo is very high on JC Horn because that's (laughs) where every single mock drafter has the Cardinals taking at 16 from the draft network who we work closely with with the locked on uh, locked on podcast network if you have the 16th overall pick Catherine Fitzgerald who are you take or what position are you targeting at 16 as the most important for the Cardinals? Oh, I really hate mock drafts. And my thing too is there's so much that changes between now and then. You know, if you had asked me March 10th last year, where are they going in the draft? I might have been a bit more like, oh, they could look receiver. And then what, five days later, seven days later, DeAndre Hopkins is on the roster. So I know this is avoiding your question, but I try to not 100%. get too into the draft until we see how some of the free agency goes. Um But to your earlier point on Hassan, I agree in that. He was someone easy to root for at that point when you saw his reaction after that Giants game, Um, you know, and just being very open about how how hard it can be to make it in the NFL and to finally get to that level, um, I think is a really strong testament to him and his play, but also the relationship he had built with his coaching staff. So um, his report against Joseph in particular, I think, 
if a lot of things are equal, that's going to mean a lot to him when he makes this decision. Catherine Fitch, and, you know, yeah. other places. Catherine Fitzgerald, of course, Arizona Central or AZ Central Sports. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, hanging out with you. Locked on Cardinals. We're live, but of course, you can find us wherever you find podcasts. Coming up next, who's doing the recruiting for the Arizona Cardinals? J.J. Watt said they were hitting them from all angles, but we're going to get a little bit more insight on that and who else they could potentially add to this roster within the next couple weeks. We're going to put Catherine on the hot seat Continue to be on the hot seat here on Locked On Cardinals. We'll be right back. We are going to crown the most delicious protein bar ever champion by the end of this month. Yeah, it's the Built Bar bracket. It's going on in my bracket. It remains intact. No major upsets as of yet. Well, Apple Almond Crisp fell the churro puff. Peanut Butter Brownie took care of business against Raspberry. Banana Nut Bread taking care of business and so did Peanut Butter. Today... It's a matchup between German chocolate and salted caramel. Both of them, they are worthy opponents. I got the edge to salted caramel. Mocha Love versus white chocolate birthday cake. I'm going to go with Mocha Love here, but it could be white chocolate's day. We'll see. Not only is Built Bar the best tasting protein bar of all time, it's also the healthiest for you. It's great for the health conscious person. It's also great for somebody who's using the keto diet. Here's a flavor profile for you for peanut butter. 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and just 5 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20. That's LOCKEDON20. And you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off of BuiltBar.com. And while you're there, vote for what you think is the best-tasting protein bar on the planet. All right, we are back here, Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day from AZ Central Sports, the Arizona Republic. Catherine Fitzgerald, make sure you're following along on Twitter. Very entertaining, very insightful Twitter follow at KFitz134. Catherine, when you heard J.J. Watts say they the Cardinals hit me from all angles, who do you really kind of get a good sense of is doing the recruiting for the Arizona Cardinals? Because I liked... The idea, and it came out of nowhere to me that DeAndre Hopkins was going to be this guy that was going to kind of go to bat for the team to make sure they take this rebuild to the next level. Do you, do you get the sense that it's going to be a full court press the rest of the way, or is J.J. Is Watt maybe the special exception, the the main blue chipper that they wanted to bring in? I, I think this is a case of for Hopkins where – DeAndre Hopkins is not shy about what he wants, what he feels, you know. Um, We've seen that in many situations, but sure, in this case, it was Photoshopping him and J.J. Watt to say, let's finish what we started. And Watt's obviously his play on the field, his presence in the locker room is someone who demands a bit more of that. But, you know, I can see DeAndre doing it for many situations. Um, But as far as kind of that full court press, what I found a bit interesting, J.J. Watt didn't specifically say, like, Kyler Murray was reaching out to me every day, but he did say that when he, you know, was coming to the Cardinals, he was reaching out to Kyler being like, you're part of the reason I'm coming here. This is important to me. And, you know, Kyler's a quiet dude. I don't know if he was the one proactively reaching out, but to to see that of just, you know, a future veteran and J.J. Watt reaching out to Kyler and being like, hey, you're part of why I'm coming here, speaks to what this team is building. Um, but yeah, I, 
I also enjoyed the Chandler Jones back and forth of him offering to make meals. Um, you know, normalize cooking for your friends if you want to hang out with them. <laughs> if any of my friends are watching, I will accept your meals, absolutely. But yeah, even Steve Kime was joking about it too, where they, they pulled some celebrities, stuff like that. I, <laughs> Blake Shelton, the Cardinals spokesperson, sure. Um, but I think those were all kind of icing on the cake of what J.J. Watt already felt he was coming into as far as where he sees the team going in his situation with it. I don't know that a text of just like, please, man, come hang, was like, all right, no other team has done this to me. I I will pick you, Arizona. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, isn't it interesting that, like, this is how winning franchises do it. Yeah, you have your recruiting initially, like DeAndre Hopkins or whatever the storyline was, and then the actual product itself is who, you know, uh, coerces big-tier talent to come play for them. Like, this is this is what the plan was with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins all along was, okay, you have two, you have Buda Baker. Sure, I'm sure there are a lot of linebackers that would love Buda Baker to play over the top on a defense that they're in the middle of. And then it was supposed to be Patrick Peterson, not so much anymore, but they've got pieces now where if you're a free agent, you just got cut by your team, and you've made enough money, you're like, man, that looks fun. Like, isn't that the idea of this whole thing? And the J.J. Watt again, was paramount to this. It was a surprise. But when I just finished our podcast, and I'm like, well, uh, scrapping, we, we have something else that we need to talk about now and not so much what they're going to do in the draft in two months. But this is, I mean, you've been around the team for a while. Is this the most exciting position the Cardinals are in on March 10th? Well, I started covering on a 3-13 and 13 season, so certainly the most excited I've seen them. Um, <laughs> It's a pretty interesting framework to work within of they've been trending up since I started, but went through some stuff to get there, certainly. But yeah, I think also the back-to-back marches of Steve Kime just going to the Houston Texans um, in different ways, of course, the trade versus free agency or the signing. But I think there is a lot of excitement around this team and other players have said it even last year coming in of, I didn't know a ton about the Cardinals, but when I started watching film, I got excited about this. And, you know, now the key part is putting it together so they're not just exciting in flashes, but they're consistently winning. Um, That's their next big challenge. But I think that kind of what's going on here factor is there for Arizona, for sure. Of There's that intrigue, um, even a couple years in with Cliff and Kyler, of what are they going to put together here? And the more you add pieces, like a Hopkins, a lot, the more that grows and grows. With the increased expectations, who do you think this puts the most pressure on going forward? Is it Kyler? Is it Kime? Is it Cliff? Oh, I think it's between Cliff and Kime. I think the team's at a point this year where if they make a big change, it's probably going to be both of them. But those expectations, it's partially because they jumped out so strong last year where even in year two in a weird off season to go six and three all of a sudden it just amps expectations all of a sudden but if there is any pressure on Kyler I don't think he's really going to feel it he's not too faced that way but I think for Cliff to prove that like all right I got all these pieces and now I can put it together um is going to be key and for Steve Kime too you know if it just kind of goes off the wheels for them to make another massive change after a couple years ago. It's that's going to be hard on the franchise. 
Yeah, and I have the sneaking suspicion that with everything you said, that it's going to be, it, it's Kaim and Cliff, if this doesn't work, that they're going to focus on the wide receiver position to see if this offense really works. Because, I mean, last year, sure, you have DeAndre Hopkins, fantastic. He probably could have had 2,000 receiving yards if he was used correctly last year. I mean, he was 415 yards and 100-plus catches before he woke up in the morning, it seemed like. He was on the left side of the field. We're not going to relive. But they didn't have much else. And if you can sign a guy, not necessarily Kenny Galladay, but if you bring in somebody that's an impact maker, that's a proven guy, I can't help but think that they're not going to do everything in their power to see how well this offense can be run with a wide receiver room that's graded higher than a B minus, even with the A plus and DeAndre Hopkins. Is that could this be a self-serving offseason for Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury in that regard with the offensive firepower that they could bring in? I think so. And I always find it interesting how Cliff Kingsbury is kind of the first person to always be like, we like to run the ball too. We're big on that. Like, here's some numbers. But Liar. why would you not go all on, on your wide receiver core when you've you know, got Hopkins, you've got Kyler, and we see some of the stuff that he can do. And just having those options um, – that's where this offense is most dynamic when an opposing defense defensive coordinator is like, well, where do I even start to try to take someone away? And their wide receiver room, like you mentioned, outside of Hopkins isn't quite at what they need to be. Um, you know, it's last year also there were some COVID cases, some injuries that made it a bit weirder week to week than it could be this season. But even just what they've been able to do um, – and talent-wise, it's not where they want it to be to have that explosive offense that they're close to. And they show sometimes, but just not consistently enough to make it that dangerous. I cannot wait to see where we are a week from now. The Nego- negotiation window is going to be open. We're going to have some surprise cuts between now and then. We'll see what the Cardinals do. Robert Alford, a couple other guys could be on the chopping block. But, of course, you got to keep... You got to follow Catherine on Twitter. You got to read her work, AZ Central Sports, the Arizona Republic. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Of course. Thank you guys for having me and excited to see what they do too. It's going to be a weird couple of weeks. So, but weird in a good way. Exactly. Yeah. Like just embrace the weirdness because it's going to be a fun ride with the Arizona Cardinals. For Alex and Bo, that's going to do it for us on this Wednesday edition of Locked On Cardinals. Make sure. You're helping us crown a Built Bar champion. Go to BuiltBar.com. We told you about the matchups. And, uh, yeah, only one team can win this whole thing. My bracket's perfect. I uh, I know how to pick them. Oh. oh, that's great. Unlike your haircut. Yeah, like I, did, I had to choose between my two kids yesterday, the orange and peanut butter, so I already lose. Yeah. I'm already out. Well, you know, you got to like know how to pick them better. And, uh that's just how it goes. That's the name of the Built Bar game. <laughs> it's locked on Cardinals. Already some movement going on in the NFL. You got to keep it locked at Locked on AZ Cards on Twitter for up to date Cardinals information. Of course, follow Alex at Clancy's Corner. Follow me, Bo, at B O B R A C K. And uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. Are we talking to Josh on Friday? Uh, hopefully. All right. Hopefully, we'll talk to Josh Weinfuss, but uh, we're just gearing things up. Having great guests on a weekly basis. Thanks to Alex setting those up. And uh, thanks to Catherine for joining us. We'll talk to you guys on Thursday. It's Locked on Cardinals.